You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. My name is Dan Johnson. I'm your host. And uh, today, we're going to do another bow review. Now, the guy we're talking with today, his name is Byron Horton. And uh, when when this whole thing started, Byron sent me an email a couple weeks ago. And he says to me, hey, Dan, I can't afford a brand new bow every year. Or ever, I I always kind of go for the the flagship models that are a couple years older, so like the 2012s, 13s, 14s, and you know, there after you wait a year, the newness wears off, and you can get a, a really good bow for way less than than a you know a brand new one. It's you know that's science or whatever, but uh, and I, that that kind of sparked in my head, you know, hey, that's a that's a great idea. So today, Byron talks about a couple bows that are not brand new, but they're new to him. And uh, he reviewed a couple, and uh, he's going to let us know what he thinks of them. So, without further ado, here's Byron. All right, on the phone with me today is Byron Horton. How's it going today, Byron? I'm doing pretty good today, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. For, like I do with all these, before we get started talking about uh, the, uh, the 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 gear, how did your season go this year? I actually uh, had my best season to date. I, I finally took my uh, my first wall hanger, if you will. Oh, good, good. So, what did you what did you end up shooting? Um, I shot a mid one thirties, three and a half year old. Um, and, you know, he was my first book that I felt like, hey, I'm going to pay the tax for Durham Bell, if you will. Oh, nice. Nice. Good. Eight-pointer? Uh, eight uh, no, solid 10, but he broke, he broke his uh, G3, so. Okay, cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, before we get started here, why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do for a living, and uh, what state you live in? Okay. Um, 
So I currently reside in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm an accountant by trade, so I time have out, the uh, time out, job. Time out. Time out. <laughs> time out. Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. Are you a Buckeyes fan? Yeah. All right. Well, this interview is over. I had to give you some shit. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're an accountant. Uh, yeah. So a uh, desk job by trade. Um, but an avid whitetail hunter. And actually, in the last couple of years, I uh, started shooting 3D just for fun and, and really enjoyed to do that with uh, my buddies in the offseason. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and what you've done here is you you wrote me um, an email basically saying, hey, you know, I'm the kind of guy who I can't afford a new bow every year. I can't afford a brand new bow when I do buy a bow. So, um, you what you did was you shot a couple bows that were hot, like really popular a couple years ago. So, um, do you do you ever buy new bows, or are you 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 look for those used bows? Yeah, so I've done both. I kind of though am leaning towards the way of buying, say, a used bow that's a year or two old, um, but was say a top of the line bow when it came out. Um, don't have to pay the upstart, you know, cost of, of buying that that brand new flagship bow because um, you can use that money then on accessories or. or you know, some of the other facets that go along with buying a bow. Gotcha. That's not a bad idea. Uh, what do you, what are you currently shooting? Okay. So I, uh, currently shoot the, uh, bear agenda six and that was kind of their flagship bow in 2014. Gotcha. Um, go ahead and, and let us know what, what's the specs on that? Yeah. So that's kind of a, a speed bow. It's a 350 IDO. Um, it's got a six inch brace height. Um, axle to axle is 32 inches, um, let off at 75%, total weight is about 3.9 pounds, um, and if you're looking at the used market, you're, you're mid $500 range, um, versus when that bow came out, you're upwards of $900. Gotcha, so a $400 drop in, in two years, roughly? Roughly, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, condition of the bow obviously affects that, but. Right, right. So go ahead and tell us about um, this this bear that you're currently shooting. Um, how's it feel in your hand? What do you like about it? What do you not, don't? What do you dislike about it? Yeah. Um, so I, the bear to me um, shot a decent amount of times before making the purchase at a, a local shop, and then I found a guy selling it used. Got a really um, really decent draw for what I call a speed bow. Um, you know, that arrow is moving 350 IBO, and uh, some manufacturers, you know, you may not get that IBO speed, but I've seen a couple places that that, that bear can get that 350 IBO. Um, so that arrow is moving, and I, and I kind of like that. Um, as far as dead in hand, there might be a slight bump without a stabilizer. I, um, nothing that, you know, you, you got to write it off on by any means, and with a good stabilizer, I don't feel a thing. Um the thing I do like about it is a little longer axle to axle, um, being 32 inches. Um, not quite uh, as long as, say, a target bow up there at, like, 34 or 36. Uh, I like the grip, um, and, and the bow seems to really shoot accurately. Um, so the, those were a couple things that really stood out for me. Um, you'd mentioned any negatives you kind of see with the bow. Um, at full draw, if I sneak forward from my anchor point, the bow does want to go. 
Gotcha. Um, part of that I feel is more uh, archer form or you know mental concentration back there at full draw. Um, but that bow does seem to want to take off if I creep forward, say uh, a little bit from um, my anchor points. Gotcha. So over, overall, I mean, you're shooting it now, so you must like it, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I have my best uh, 3D score uh, Friday night with it. So, oh. so, and what have you done for me lately, uh, society? This bow is definitely doing well. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So now uh, we'll we'll move to the very uh, on, on this uh, spreadsheet that you sent me, the Matthews Z2, and it looks like it uh, was new in 2015. Go ahead and talk about this bow. Yeah. So uh, this bow is a single cam that Matthews came out with, um, and it's kind of based on their Z7 uh, series of bows that were popular in 2010. A lot of people raved about that Z7 bow. Um, so that was my hunting bow this, uh, this last fall. Obviously, it worked for me. I took a really nice buck with it, um, which kind of had some sentimental, you know, value to me, and it made it a little bit tougher to get rid of. Um, as far as some specs on it, it's a 330 IBO, 7-inch um, brace height, 30 axle-to-axle, 80% uh, let off, a um, little bit heavier at 4.3 pounds. Um, and MSRP on the website is like 849, but I've seen it, you know, 750. Um, some shops will run like a hundred dollars off a new bow and I picked it up for 649. Um, and you can find it, you know, used, I, I'd say from the 500 to $600 range. Gotcha. Is there, when you said it's a little bit heavier, that's, uh, you know, almost a, it's a little less than a pound, uh, mm -hmm. heavy. Is there a noticeable? I mean, can you do you notice that in your hand from your bear? Yeah, so I don't think I would notice it say a full draw, but I think on those longer hikes in, or if I was going to go out west where I knew I'd be putting in the miles every day, I think that would be more of a factor to consider. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, likes and dislikes. Um, on the Matthews E2, the draw, I mean, it was just a dream to shoot. Uh, the bow fit me really well. Um, I loved the uh, focus grip that Matthews puts on that. Um, it just felt really good in hand. Um, flight bump, uh, very identical to the bear as far as, you know, when you release that arrow. Um, but I loved, like I said, the focus grip, the, the shootability of that bow was something I really enjoyed. I noticed though on the 330 IBO speed that if a target's out there say 23 24 yards that I couldn't just say pull back my 20 yard pin and let it rip um I had to compensate a little more which I felt like maybe on the 3D course I might give up a few points when you're trying to hit something so small gotcha gotcha and then um so so that's the positive positives and negatives um what, what about the overall feel in your hand? How did it feel? Um, so that bow, uh, like I said, it fit me like a dream. At full draw, it seemed well-balanced. Um, the, the, the grip, like I said, was, was outstanding. Um, very little vibration. Um, and, you know, it was a very nice shooting bow. Um, not, not a lot of complaints there. Um, just a little bit of that lack in speed kind of. Uh, started making me question it um, gotcha. as far as something I wanted to have long term. And you said it was a smooth draw, even with that single cam. Yeah, yeah, that single cam, and that's something that you know your listeners might want to um, 
consider those is when you, you know, when you go to sell a bow, if, you know, you're not married to it long term, uh, single cam bows are a little tougher to sell because you either have to work a deal with them getting an extra cam or um, you got to find somebody with your exact draw length um, versus the dual cam bows, you know, that are adjustable. It's a little easier to find a buyer for. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Now, moving on to the Bowtech Invasion. It looks like this was the new bow for Bowtech in uh, uh, 2012 and into the 2013 season. Um, go ahead and fill us in on that. Yeah, so that was kind of my, my first jump into what I'll call the upper echelon bows. Um, prior to, to, to moving to that, I was shooting, you know, your entry-level bows, you know, three to $400. Um, so a buddy of mine had it for sale. I, I shot it a little bit in the backyard and really liked that bow. Um, as far as some of the specs are concerned, you know, it's shooting 343 IBO, um, brace height of 7 inches, axle to axle of 31 uh, let off 80%, weight 3.9 pounds. And when that bow originally came out, it was in the mid-nines, um, and I've seen them priced anywhere used from about four to $500. Um, so those are some of the specs. As far as what I liked on that bow, um, I liked the speed. Uh, that was kind of something I noticed right away um, with shooting an upper echelon bow was, was the speed factor. Um, my arrow was definitely getting to that target in a hurry. Um, I noticed a huge uh, oh, uh, increase in my accuracy. Um, out there, say 30 yards, my groups really shrunk when I jumped uh, into the you know upper echelon bows compared to the entry level bows. Um, and that was something that I was just thrilled to death with um, after purchasing that bow. Um, some things I didn't necessarily like about the bow: the grip was just a little weird for me. Um, there, there, there wasn't as much to hold on to as, say, the bear or the, or, or the Matthews. And I have average hands. I, I'm, uh, you know, 6'1", draw length of roughly 29 inches. Um, but I just didn't fall in love with the grip on, on that Bowtech. Um, as far as dead in hand, though, that bow didn't move. Um, you know, I pulled that, pull it back, settle the pin, release the arrow, and it didn't move. It was that, – that bow was – very nice as far as a dead in hand is concerned. Um, the only, you know, one of my negatives to it was, was the draw. It was rough. Um, and what I mean by that is I felt like it ramped up to peak draw uh, weight very quickly. There wasn't any time to say get momentum to, to get to it. Gotcha. Um, and I shoot, I shoot 65 pounds. I consider myself pretty in shape. Um, I, I just can't do 70 and I, my fear was it'd be a cold, you know, November, December morning and that little bit of extra movement to get the, the bow back could cost me an opportunity. And that was, that was something that I just didn't have that confidence with going into the field with that bow. Gotcha. And you, you shot that bow earlier in this year or was that in 2015, early 2015? Yeah, I had that bow until March of 2015. Gotcha. So you shot your 2014 season with that Bowtech. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I noticed that the the bear agenda. I don't want to talk about brace heights for a second. The bear mm -hmm. agenda has is six, 
and the other two, the Bowtech and the Matthews, are both seven. Did you notice uh, an accuracy or, or, or forgiveness in the Matthews and the Bowtech over the bear? I have not. I know bear does make that agenda in a seven if brace height is, is something that you really key in on when looking at bows. Yeah. Um, personally, though, I had, I felt though I shot the agenda six with the six inch brace height and the invasion with the seven inch brace height almost identical as far as accuracy. I felt the Matthew Z2 was maybe a step below those in accuracy and even though it had the, the you know, the inch longer brace height compared to the bear. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, one quick question going back is before. You purchased the Bowtech Invasion of all these three first, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. What bow What bow were you shooting before the Bowtech? Yeah, I was shooting the Bear Encounter. The Bear and Encounter. Yeah, that had uh, several good reviews on it as far as, say, the best bow for under $400 in Field and Stream that year. Um, and I'd seen a couple of decent reviews on it, and so that's kind of why I purchased that bow. Gotcha. So you made that jump to the Bowtech, and uh, it was life changing for you, basically, right? I mean, that I have I had a similar situation where I think my first bear was my first real compound bow was a bear, and I had that for like ten years, and then I went to uh, a Bowtech tribute, and obviously when you're shooting a a bow that was made in uh, like the mid nineties to 2006. That's a huge jump. So, Oh yeah. So I was, I fell in love with, you know, that, that new technology then, but as far as these three bows are concerned, you know, obviously it sounds to me like for, for target shooting, you're, you're big fans of the bears. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of, of the bow I have now. Okay, so, and, and is that for hunting as well? I mean, are you? Yeah. So, of those three bows, you're picking the bear. Yeah, um, I don't. By all means, I still shoot my same hunting setup when I go to shoot 3D. I'm not the guy out there with the three foot stabilizer and the magnifier or any of that. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Cool. So, um, is there anything you said on the bear? It, it creeps forward a little bit. Is is that something yeah. that when when you're shooting, uh, it be, shooting the bow, you know it, so you you try to adjust your form to keep, prevent it from happening. You know, it's something I'm I'm conscious of when I'm at full draw. I'm trying to remember. Okay, when I squeeze that trigger, kind of follow through in that backward motion a little bit. Okay. Or when I hit my anchor point, I'm, I'm saying, okay, squeeze your back muscles to follow through and not have, say, your hand creep forward in front of your, your, your nose or leave the uh, lip anchor point. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Well, I tell you what, that's uh, anything else that you want to talk to about uh, um, about these bows? Actually, one question when I – you know, when you go looking for these these older model bows to to purchase, you know, you're not buying the brand new ones at, at a retail store. Where where do you uh, go to find some of these bows, um, these older models? Yeah, 
Um, so there's kind of two options that I use. Um, we do have a bow shop here in my area that, that does take bows in on trade. It's, it's a good bow shop, if you will, and, and they take year or two old models and, and will resell them. Um, and then the other place I look is actually the Archery Talk forums. Um, I know you've spoken about them on you know, several <laughs> podcasts. Um, we'll not get into the opinion side of things. Right, right. Um, but I, I've had um, some good luck on there, and obviously you do want to be cautious when dealing with uh, individuals that maybe just joined the forum yesterday or um, seem to not have a lot of post counts or as good a feedback. Um, you know, and, and I've actually talked to a few individuals on the phone before making the transaction just to kind of firm up, okay, this is this seems like a trustworthy individual. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, let's see here. Anything else that you, anything else that you want to you want to talk about these uh, these bows? Yeah, I, I think um, you know somebody going through that maybe is budget conscious, um, but is an avid whitetail hunter. I mean, if that's what you spend your money on and, and feel like you know you can't afford, say, a brand new flagship bow, or, or feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses, um, going the year or two old model, um, I feel like is a great option. Um, I I kind of wish instead of buying the entry level three or four hundred dollar bow, I knew I was gonna love whitetail hunting when I started to, you know, I used to hunt with a crossbow and said I want to do the compound thing. I wish then I'd have saved me, you know, I don't know, I feel like I'd have enjoyed it more if I would have got in with say a mid level bow that used to be the top end a couple years ago. Um I just feel like that that price point's kind of nice and then you can use that extra money for, for the accessories or arrows or equipment that you may need uh, elsewhere gotcha so so what's next for for you obviously it sounds like you like buying bows and you like and you like shooting <laughs> shooting a lot so what's the i guess you know you may not have shot it already but are, are you going to keep your bear for a while or are you already looking at a, another bow um i have shot the matthew salen uh six but that that's two three years out. I've got some other purchases in mind uh, before I would want to upgrade my bow or anything like that. And you know, it, it you know, in the next couple of years, something else may come out that I'm like, ooh, I'd like to get my hands on that, shoot it, see how it feels. Gotcha. Cool. But I think I'm gonna pump the brakes on the wheel and dealing on the bows. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, when you got one that works, I shot my tribute for several years, and then I got. Uh, then I got an elite, and then I got another elite, and I, and then I think it's been like since 2009. I've I've shot my same elite since about 2000, either nine or ten. I can't remember when I got it, but uh, I'm I I've fallen in love with it and have become comfortable with it. Now it may not be be the the best bow on the market, you know, as far as mm-hmm. what's on there versus what's out there now versus what I shoot. Cause I know there's other bows out there that I've shot that for me feel, feel better than this current elite that I'm shooting. But, uh, but it's, uh, it's one of those things where I feel comfortable with it. I don't really want to mess around with it and uh, I'll just continue doing what I'm doing. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Right. And if you have the confidence in that bow, you know, why change? That's right. I tell you what, hey man, thanks for coming on the show today, uh, Byron, and uh, and 
you know, letting us know about these uh, these three bows. Absolutely, Dan. I really appreciate you having me on. And there you have it, another bow review in the books. Um, first off, I want to thank everyone who is continually listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you taking your time out to do that, follow along, so forth and so on. Uh, you know, Feel free to share this with your friends who may have not got the memo yet about the Nine Finger Chronicles. Remember to follow me on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, leave a review on Stitcher or any other places that you actually listen to this podcast. Make sure you go visit the Nine Finger Chronicles blog. And, um, you know, like I say every every week, this is for you guys. So um, I, I love the feedback that we're getting. Um, some good, some bad, you know, what I what I can do to be better uh, and, and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, February is already full. I'm already starting to schedule into March for some of these uh, bow reviews, some of these gear podcasts, and, and some of the Hunter Profile podcasts as well. So thank you guys for your time, and uh, I really, really appreciate it. Have a good one, and remember, wear your damn safety harness. <laughs>